this episode of the Third Gallon Podcast. Just imagine you fainting in every combat. Oh my. Thanks. After meeting some adorable bat sprites and squishing some bugs. You found this like Olfen longship that looked like it sunk into the desert, but it was like sunken into rock. You didn't know how it got there. Maybe it just manifested itself there. Uh, and upon <laughs> just existed uh, exploring it, you came up and found a group of Nycteras, these little like bat gremlin thingies. Uh, you negotiated with the queen. You found out that she has relatives in the quartz temple. And in exchange for that information, you offered to go help her with their bothersome neighbors. These these little termite gremlins. Yeah, these termite fey things. Micah's angels have found the hive. Uh, you went over there politely and they clacked their mandibles, mandibles at you. At us. Uh, yeah. And a fight broke out and you slaughtered them ruthlessly. Rule of keep the cute, get rid of the not cute. <laughs> That's right. If it's ugly, it's not permitted. And they're up against the ugliest bug of them all. Uh, you saw this guy. I hate it. It bugly. It is very bugly. It's interesting. I'll give it that. Is it that glows medium? with green goo. That is a bugly ug. It's time to squish that thing. So we're going to open up this episode the way we love to, which is rolling for initiative. <laughs> Let's roll for initiative. Now. Speaking of hot takes, sometimes magic makes TTRPGs a little bit boring. Ooh, spicy. Magic in my TTRPG? It's more likely than you think. <laughs> it has been one of the things I have enjoyed the most about Alkenstar in our current game is that magic is much more spicy. It's much more unreliable. You have to solve problems in more creative ways. Yeah. You can't just rely on spells. I mean, it's kind of weird because you guys have a spellcaster, but there's that always that air of unreliability every time mm -hmm. combat breaks out. Like, oh no. Yeah. Um, this could be a problem. There's a cost to being a spellcaster in this game. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's not that bad a cost. Sometimes it's an advantage having the whole thing where you roll and get back spells, but there has this the chance for having a cost. I tell you, Kat, what I like about it as the GM is that normally... Uh, especially as you get higher in level in these kind of games, Pathfinder 1E, 5E, or D&D &D 5E, and also Pathfinder 2E, um, the higher level you get as a GM, the more you have to pay attention to spells and spell effects. And I have been spoiled because most of the things that I run for you guys, monsters or other things you interact with, don't have a lot of spells <laughs> because it's Alkenstar and... Things just don't work like that. Who was mm -hmm. the last person to cast a spell at us? Dewey? Yeah. Probably. Not gonna lie. It's really weird. It's actually kind of funny that we talk about that because we've had people in our comments be like, I want to run this for like our first adventure path. And my gut instinct is it's a very fun one. But oh, like, so much fun. Kind of watch out because if you won't, if you have people who are really big into magic, this adventure path is not big into magic. Yeah. We've gotten what? one item a spellcaster could use basically yeah. more or less. The, the wand or rod yeah mm -hmm. um but yeah i agree sometimes magic can make tabletops a bit boring um or difficult for the gm that's how <laughs> i look at it well uh 
take your teleport spells and the like. Oh, yes, please do. Sometimes there is... I mean, don't get me wrong. It makes things easier. Oh, we're going to teleport right out of this combat. Oh, really? And, you know, heal up and all that. But sometimes there's something much more creative to, oh, we're actually trapped here. We have to physically travel our way away. Yes, it's... um. Are, am I making you salty? A little no, bit. No, this is hilarious. I, uh, so... In our Hawthorne game, like the, the longest, <laughs> the OG homebrew for our group. OG. Uh, I was the GM of one of my characters, Drow, had a spellcaster. I uh, am a character. You yeah. are the character. Travis. I'm a figment of your imagination. Here I go. The <laughs> level that they got the teleport spell is the bane of my existence. <laughs> uh, now, I will say... It's 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 got its ups and downs because being able to teleport is a fun thing. You know, mm-hmm. you like magic; it's a great because you can go around, you can shop anywhere you want. But like, it also means you can leave a campaign in the middle of the campaign, get better, and come back, <laughs> <laughs> or use fly to completely avoid any and all combats and obstacles. Yes, that also. Yes, but fly I will not hold against a player as much as I do teleport. It's um it's one of I think the big advantages as far as rules are concerned. Yeah, uh, I actually in, had to talk about this recently yeah, in Pathfinder cuz there are downfalls to flying. Like well, it's I was, harder to fly. Really? Yeah, I did like not the fly that. check. Really? Cuz you can't yeah. fly in one oh, e, you that's can't right, fly that's right. straight up if that's you right. I don't know how much this translates to 2E, but in 1E like there were a lot of things you had to do when you're flying, like if there's you took a, damage, all there's these There's only other a specific angle that you can go up at. Yeah. Uh, it, it hampers your speed, yeah. too. Uh, you, there's fly checks if you get hit. If you do not move enough, uh, yeah. if you move too much. You have to make a hover wind, check if you want to stay still. Yeah. yeah. So one e does make it. I mean, of course, if you pump nothing but fly and you have good decks, it's not that much to worry about. Right. But like, I like what 2E has done. Here's something I like. It's something that you could always do in 5E or Pathfinder mm-hmm. First Edition, but it wasn't baked into the system. And we've talked about this before, I believe, is that in 2E, you have common uncommon and rare tags for items spells for a lot of even like backgrounds so maybe you're thinking i my adventure takes place in a city and my players having access to teleport would ruin my i don't know surviving a zombie apocalypse in a walled city vibe because they could just leave right so or it would ruin a horror story i get it i get it i get it oh no actually i'm sorry i wasn't (laughs) okay i get it i get it that got a little real. Got a little too real okay. at the table, Jacob. The, um, the funny Jacob, thing is... You? Was that no. a Freudian slip to you? No, the funny thing is, is I was thinking of a hypothetical adventure I wanted to make for you and Jack. <laughs> yeah. And I absolutely forgot about the actual real life example of that happening in mm-hmm. our adventure. Yeah. Oh, so, forgot. my bad. In your but yes. But like... <laughs> teleportation a spell or ritual i don't know what it is on 2e is uncommon so you have the option just to say nah i don't think that you can have that right i don't think you can have that and yes you could always say that in 5e or 1e Mm -hmm. but then your players might be able to get salty because like it's right there in the core rule book why can't i do that now it's at least baked in like it is uncommon Mm -hmm. you can't have that and it's not just teleportation it's the same thing for detect evil because if you're playing a murder mystery or a crime solving thing and your players just like detect evil 
that's him. Um, <laughs> there he is, officer. That could ruin the vibe of the adventure, and that could make it really boring or difficult to do. So, like a lot of these options in two E, where they've added, un- they've done mm-hmm. a really good job of adding uncommon or rare to the things that could ruin special or unique adventures, and that's really nice. It, it solves that yes. problem a bit. It's it's, and please don't get me wrong. This is not a hit on magic time. Um, there are some pretty awesome uses of creative spell use and creative cantrips and creative low-level spells like grease and glitter and all that fun yeah, stuff. Glitter dust. Um, but it's been cool to play an Alkin Star where at level seven as a melee, you know, based character, I don't feel you don't like have I'm to dodge fireballs as much. <laughs> <laughs> I don't feel like I'm in the way all the time from the magic blaster caster. It's really funny. And maybe this is just my Hawthorne trauma speaking. It's really yeah. funny you say that because every time Chester attacks, you get hit by splash damage too. That's so much better <laughs> okay, than getting caught Okay, but splash damage is better than yes, fireball. You're right. It's a lot different than a fireball. Splash damage but, in that uh, instance is like also, one or two yeah. if it, it's like critical, right? Yeah. yeah. It also doesn't make your non-magical characters seem utterly pointless. Yes. 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 To be fair... I think that's also something with second edition too. Perhaps it is. I don't know if we have the ability to fully talk about that because we haven't had a straight up blaster caster at higher levels in second edition just yet. But that's like people online, people who like to play the blaster casters. Mm -hmm. That's their biggest complaint. We We can speak about other people's experiences. Their biggest complaint is... Magic is not made for massive amounts of damage in 2E, like it no. is in 1st Edition or D&D 5E. And I that's part of the that. balance there, yeah. yeah. Like, like I get it. Wanting to do tons of damage is thrilling. And magic used to be, I mean, a level 10 wizard casting fireball is a There's force to be reckoned with. nothing that can defeat, defeat it. <laughs> but, like, it, that's not as much of an issue in 2E, where your stuff mm-hmm. is more balanced i'd say yeah Um, i think it's a couple of things like yeah i think the alkenstar setting is definitely helping but mm -hmm. i think honestly the biggest thing is just the way 2e works because make no mistake psych here is a full caster divine spellcaster um yes you have less spells per day because of your wellspring mage archetype Mm -hmm. but you have the chance to get then things back the thing is that casters and I didn't like this at first as a 1e player switching over casters are just kind of nerfed across the board but that's not a bad thing I think that's a good thing yeah because the way Uh, it worked uh, in pf1e basically is you uh, as a wizard for example you pay the tax of you suck the first five levels until level five or six and then once you get access to third level spells you you get suddenly haste fly fireball you suddenly don't suck very much suddenly Um, in the first like four or five levels everybody being in front of you is great Please distract them while I, you know, beep, 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 my little magic missiles. Yes. All of a sudden, somebody being in front of you once you hit five, six, seven is, I'm sorry, <laughs> but the greater good as I cast fireball in a, in a 20 foot radius. Again, right. it makes more sense to play a character who focuses on um, melee or even range, dis- range damage dealing. It's like in, in PF1E until they hit, what is it? You said level five or so? Five. Mm-hmm. At that point, before levels one to four, carrying a sword kind of makes sense. Yeah. Levels five and up, let the ca- get out of the way of the casters. Yeah. <laughs> to be it's- fair, it was very rare that you guys suffered the consequences of my fireballs. You say yeah, that. because there I was, was a playing a dexterity-based character. That was because character. I'm an idiot. Built to pr- avoid <laughs> you your fireball. That. 
Uh-huh. Uh, the amount yes, of fireballs so, Cats oh Rogue endured my God. is unbelievable. Evasion oh. was the reason he lived as long <sighs> and, as he and, did. Yes. Even though he should have succeeded half of them. Yes. I'm pretty sure oh, he failed most he of failed them. So. Thank goodness for evasion and greater yeah. evasion. That's right. Uh-huh. Um, Shortly uh, after the uh, slayering, though. Yeah, it got uh, better. I it just got zoned out in my own RPG <laughs> trauma. <sighs> but like, it's more than just that. I think the way the game is designed is that if you want to deal the big damage, you play more martial classes. Mm-hmm. If you want to deal damage as a spellcaster, it feels like one of your better options as a strategy is not going to be point damage or massive damage because in one you could do both you could do a lot of damage against one target mm-hmm. and you could do a lot of damage against a lot of people yeah and uh, 2e your fireball is still going to be good but it's not going to scale up without heightening yeah um and so you'll be able to hit a lot of people for some damage and you can use weaknesses and stuff but you're never going to be able to out compete like the fighter but that's right? it's also important for the system because 2e is if you do not have teamwork, you will not succeed as often. Yeah. And it's, I think that's the point. Yeah, yeah. and that's mm-hmm. one of the points is is no one class. You have classes that could outdamage others. You get a giant blooded barbarian. Horrifying. And they crit. They could do thirty damage at level one, dude. Yeah, Magus, but like Magus and two E at level one. Magus is basically the. I only have two spells, but if I crit with this spell, you're going to see God. Yes, you can deal over fifty damage on a crit at level but one. Those oh are special circumstances. Critting is the important part, right. and even if the Magus can do that, it's only twice a day. And the Magus so, isn't going to be as still not going to be able to keep up with the regular hits like a fighter yeah. or even a swashbuckler. So right? like the uh, the important thing is is with small exceptions that are not often um there no one class in 2E really outscales the others exactly. in terms of damage mm-hmm. unless they're not intended for damage. Like I mean honestly the investigator, maybe your bard, um stuff like that. They're Psychir's not built not for, damage. for damage. Th- that's right. Psychir's more Psychir's of a healer. Psychir's a healer. That's right. Mm-hmm. Um so but Psychir so, can do some mean damage with that. In yeah. the Radiant Torrent. Yeah, it takes right. two, turns, two turns, though. Yeah. So, like, it's part of the balance. There's no one mm-hmm. class really outscales the others in terms of damage unless it is supposed to. Yeah. And even then, not often. Yeah. So, buffing and teamwork and all that is a lot more important. I like the synergy of the game. Yeah. And the thing about casters <laughs> in 1E is they had so much versatility. Yeah. And then they would start out eclipsing marshals for damage. Uh, and Tui, I feel like they're never going to eclipse marshals for damage, but they're going to have versatility. But at the same time, marshals have a lot more versatility options. They're never going to be able to handle any situation like a really good wizard can, I think. True. But they're going to be able to handle a lot more than a 1E equivalent of themselves. A fight that focuses around a wizard is going to take longer and is going to use more of the wizard's resources. But I think that they might be able to win it, quote unquote, just as handily as a fighter. Yeah. I think that a fighter might be maybe a little bit more hurt because of, you know, range and whatnot, but I think it'll be faster and maybe more efficient. Yeah. Uh, Another thing to kind of deviate from this topic, Kat, that I think is helping with magic not stealing the show in this particular campaign is that in 2E is the first time Paizo has done, uh, for Pathfinder at least, uh, non-six book adventure paths. Yeah. So like we're in book two, we're in like, at least in 1E was my always my favorite part of the game, which is like level five to nine-ish, right? And this adventure only goes to three books. And so like, we're never going to get to the 
world bending part of magic, right? And mm-hmm. that fits Alkenstar. Mm-hmm. Like, Perfectly. You can you have to tell a shorter story, but that can also be a good thing. And you're never gonna get to the kind of power level that doesn't make sense, especially for magic in Alkenstar. Yeah. Keeps things kind of in check. One thing that I would like to see uh with the Wellspring Mage, just on the topic of this, is scaling for uh the surges. Ooh, yep. I, I think want- they're supposed to scale off of like your spell level, basically, right? But like, what's that mean? Because like one of them, well, so because because remember we've read some of them that have like based on spell level or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they don't. When we were in that like mana storm a while back, that mana storm had a pretty low like level. But for you, I think it should scale based like on your what spell level you can cast. Right? It depends on what you roll. Yes, some of them are based off of the level of your spell. Some of them are. Just flat. I think, yeah. I think I get what you mean, though, is like it would be nice if there were more options as yeah. you went further, right? Like if I'm just casting a cantrip or level one, it should be a smaller situation because I'm probably, you know, a lower level. If oh. I'm casting like, uh, yeah. if I have the capability of casting up in the level of like teleport, I should be able to, oh no, I'm in the ethereal plane now. Yes, totally. I agree. That'd be awesome. That'd be pretty cool. It should be like a banishment for a round or something. It'd be kind of cool because that reminds me, I'm not sure how wild magic works in 5e, <laughs> but uh, related to Psyche here, uh, in one of the Warhammer 40k TTRPGs, uh-huh. if you play a Psyker, basically every time you do Psyker stuff and try to what use the warp or whatever, you have to roll for an oopsie doodle. Uh, <laughs> an oopsie doodle. And mm-hmm. like... That's pretty cool. And it could either, it's like a Forbidden Lands where you have to yeah. roll for a magic mishap, if you have right? Yes. Yeah. It's, I was going to comment that magic here feels more like it did in Forbidden Lands where it can get heckin' dangerous for the person casting, not just their enemies. But yeah. like, uh, at least in 40K, it didn't depend on what you were casting, but you could roll anything from like, there was a normal range of, oh no, you had to oopsie. And then you roll like, the natural one equivalent. And then you roll on a separate table of very bad things. And like, the worst, baddest thing is like, you, you summon explode. a demon or you explode or you just get sucked into the warp or something like that. Like in Forbidden Lands, if you roll really badly on magic mishap, you just you go to hell. Get, get dragged <laughs> into hell. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Bye-bye. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think part of the reason it doesn't do that is because the Wellspring Search happens when the fight starts and not when you cast magic. Mm-hmm. So, but... I think that it should be on magical talent. It should scale with like the capability. I think yeah. what it should be is yeah. basically... So the way spell... They're changing the spell levels to spell ranks, which I actually like because they'll keep the leveled yeah. terminology. It means separate from the spell. same. Yeah. It means the same thing because ultimately, but level, it's easier to get. Levels always are relevant to your class level, so that goes one to twenty. But spell levels only go one to ten. Yeah. So, uh, but basically, it should scale. I think uh, the way you calculate what spell level you can cast is half your level rounded up. So you're at six, which is third level. You're going to hit seven not too long from now, and that'll be three point five rounded up to four. Yeah. So that's what we probably should use if it references it. Okay. Um, oh, at risk of running a long banter here, uh, with not wanting magic to be overpowered and make things boring, what do you think about the Witcher RPG, Cat? Um, I kind of liked that magic was a bit more rare in there. Maybe I'm just less of a high fantasy person. Um, I, I enjoyed it, to be honest. Because I the really... The Witchers were OP, but we didn't oh, have yeah. one. What I really like about the Witcher RPG is just how magic works mechanically because mm-hmm. it's not what they call Vancian casting where you have spell slots and you have like things per day or whatever. I don't remember it. 
uh, in the Witcher RPG, you had, you had to use your stamina. stamina. I, I've been re-listening to The Witcher lately, so uh, I could actually answer that oh, yeah. really well. Yeah, Viverwin could run out of stamina and not be able to and cast have to rest. Yeah. yeah, it was it was a really nice balancing point mm-hmm. to go like, <gasps> mid combat, but I couldn't do that, you know, after combat because it's like the adrenaline thing mm-hmm. or something, right? The um, there's yeah. been lots of books where they explore magic taking physical energy from you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I liked it because basically as a caster in that game, you generally had less worry about taking damage from enemies. Mm-hmm. So like you had to worry about overspending yourself and like uh, having mishaps that damage your health as well. So like the more thing is just like, how do I use this limited stamina resource the mm-hmm. most effectively against whatever thing? Um, it was catching things on fire. Yeah. That is the most effective thing I could do. And yes. that is what you did. Was yeah. catch things on fire. Yep. I've been listening. And all these different RPG threads uh, I've seen about people looking for alternatives to advancing casting for like in other games, Forbidden Lands and The Witcher are like some of my favorites because Forbidden Mm -hmm. Lands is willpower, uh, which is unique unto itself. And then The Witcher is like stamina. And I I just think they're both really good takes on alternative casting systems. I think that that's my preferred type of a magic, like magic use. I agree. But like, I understand why it is this way in the big games, like the big games. Because it's more gamey. And you it's, want to mm-hmm. blast something with a fireball. Yeah. Fireball. Indeed. Speaking of fireballs, centuries before. No, I actually got more to say. Uh, so let's, let's, let's hear about what happened in Neuralnime. Just real quick. Like, what do you with mean? The, with the teleport. Happened? With the oh, fireball. No. I remember there were two things. Uh, one that played in the player's advantage. One that played in their disadvantage that I can remember. Mm-hmm. One of our players died. Came back as a zombie. Straight up. Asked to be killed because paladin. And Mm -hmm. basically had PTSD, could not be there anymore, and they took him home. Um, And the player brought in a new character. Uh, You know what? That's fair. I complained, Mm -hmm. but like that's honestly (laughs) fair. Like, oh no, they left in the middle of a character. It's fine. I introduced my Um, character so... Like integrated to your campaign. Yeah, you did, you worked very mm-hmm. hard to have your player there for a reason, and it worked. And they didn't have to be um, teleported in. That's right. So like, I I ha ha he he about that, but like that was fine. And the other time a teleport like spell was used, this wasn't even teleport, I don't believe, was when you guys left Owen and Dougal yeah. to the vampires, and they killed Owen, yeah, and he came back as a vampire. That was that was Dimension Door. Um, the only that was option Dimension that we yes. had, basically. Yes, yes, and you I were going to lose if you didn't leave. A shadow plane connection. Um, get out of there but i'm like no i'm gonna pull a character moment maybe i'll roll well for once <laughs> nice. never trust to roll well for but, once. Uh, that's why we didn't leave you because we thought you could just shadow step or whatever it was it, it just meant no, that i had the to reason be... we left owen was because he was mind dominated yes, he was mind controlled he was trying to attack us uh-huh we could not take him but like, and then after you ever... left they just commanded him to stand there yeah, and, and get, get killed and you had a roll at that point because you wouldn't do that by nature <laughs> yep and you didn't roll well there um, Every day I wake up and I'm me. <laughs> but like it's it's the reason I use teleport as an example is I had to find ways in other adventures to allow you to have teleport, but to gimp it slightly without just taking it away from you. But they were also very reasonable ways. In mm-hmm. one of them, you were in a forest and forest looks like force so if you left yeah. you wouldn't be able to get back to that exact point yeah, yeah. and the other one you were on an you island like a waypoint that was too far away to teleport mm-hmm. from so like it, it was only a big deal when i didn't consider it and sometimes <laughs> that happened um, but then i learned from it and i had to think of ways to allow you to use it without breaking the adventure 
Um, but then again, you could also just take away teleport, but I didn't, I don't, I didn't want to do that. The problem is with Hawthorne in general is we would get things and you'd be like, oh, cool. And then you, we would use them certain ways and you'd be like, oh crap. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that is exactly it. Oh, cool. Oh crap. I'm so excited. Oh, wait, <laughs> but centuries before the star stone was raised. Thanks for the extra deviation here for making the banter long. The wizard kings oh. next and yeah, bored with one another from the scar and land between the one devastated man's wasteland. From the glowing ashes of the meadow waste rose, Aquastar City Smog, Metrosis Air Sir, Skyscraper Factory, Clockwork Wonders to the World, Aquastar is the pinnacle of innovation, determination, spotable odds. Wonders. On its streets, life in Aquastar is an outside race to stay ahead of the competition. And it is here that a desperate group, hungry for revenge, living on the edge of the law, hunts for the ones who cast them out. Competition. They had the outlaws of Alkenstar. It was almost like a flight. A flight log, like I captain's was, voice. I was going for it, the like. It, it was uh, like you legal. sounded like you were trying to sell me a cow. I was going. It for was like, like an the, auction. An auction too. I'll buy it. <laughs> I was going for like the legal disclaimer at the end of a radio ad. But you uh, had to breathe. I did have to breathe. I couldn't edit it. Maybe I'll edit it. No, I'm not going to do this. But I'll just edit out those breaths. <laughs> that's, that's always the fun thing. Maybe I'll edit this and make it be cooler. No, no. no. <laughs> that sounds like work. No. Um, uh, when we last less left our brave group of adventurers, uh, you were wandering in the spell scar desert. Brave? I'd say brave. Aww. Uh, we're brave and Seth stupid. Yay! You had, you had made another friend. We're really going full friend makers here uh, in Palzu. Uh, right. and the, oh man, the, I forgot that's what we called ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> and the uh, the firearm that was like an intelligent magic item that had dominated him named Jax, the spirit of this caravan oh, guard. But we, Palzu isn't our friend. But we didn't befriend Palzu. Is. Did not befriend yeah. Palzu. Yeah. Uh, we, we heard from Jason Nolman himself that he'd kill us if we had the opportunity. <laughs> uh, you were able to convince Jax to help lead you uh, to the Cradle of Courts, um, and you were still going on your way there. Uh, you had rested. You fought off a animated hoodoo, which was a ton of fun. Uh, and then you, you found me of the babe. You found this like Olfen longship that looked like it sunk into the desert, but it was like sunken into rock. You didn't know how it got there. Maybe it just manifested itself there, uh, and upon <laughs> just existed. Uh, exploring it, you came up and found a group of Nycteras, these little like bat gremlin thingies. That are super so cute. cute. We love them. Uh, you negotiated with the queen. You found out that she has relatives in the court's temple. Uh, and wow. in exchange for that information, you offered to go help her with their bothersome neighbors. These, these little termite gremlins. Yeah, these termite fae things. Uh, you went over there politely, and they clacked their mandibles, mandibles at you. At us. Uh, yeah. And a fight broke out, and you slaughtered them ruthlessly. Rule of keep the cute, get rid of the not cute. <laughs> That's right. If it's ugly, it's not permitted. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. Bat, bat <laughs> little, pixies are just cute. This little gremlin walks up, starts chattering its teeth at us. That's that's a lot of gusto for something that I don't find adorable. <laughs> yes, exactly. Fun fact, in my notes, uh, before you talked to the queen, I had written, before Chester could play mousetrap with them, the queen summoned them to the figurehead. <laughs> uh, but then you, so after you encountered these vexages, is what they're called, uh, you, you slaughtered the first figure? group. Slaughtered. Uh, and you in, went into this like tunnel layer under the ship that they had been digging out uh, and you saw some traps and were able to disarm them. Uh, but then shortly after you rounded the corner, uh, you saw, uh, I will reveal again, uh, the artwork for this horrifying beast. 
uh, you saw this guy. I hate it. It bugly. It is very bugly. Uh, it's, it's interesting. I'll give it that. Is it that glows medium? with green goo. Is it medium sized or? It's medium. Okay. I think. Okay. Uh, no, it is actually small. That's I take oh. small? Yeah. That is a bugly ug. Uh, you also see a couple more, three more of these vexigits that you just fought and uh, an old friend. Oh, a, a snake. A giant viper, which is, God in damn fact, it. medium. My favorite. So we're going to open up this episode the way we love to, which is rolling for initiative. Let's roll for initiative. I'm actually going to roll for initiative <gasps> oh, I still this have, time. I still have my AC thingy on. Yay. You sure do, but you did not heal. <laughs> no. I am not damaged. One Somehow, I'm going to get a mechanical use out of this mousetrap board game. You already got oh the freaking... I haven't! We would've got the helmet anyway. I mean a real mechanical use. Somehow. Is Chester still wearing that helmet? Yeah. <laughs> this dumb helmet with all the gun barrels on it. <laughs> dumb helmet. He looks like a dork, doesn't he? He is a dork. I am Chester. <laughs> King of the helmets. King of the non-functioning helmets. It shoots bullets. Uh, all right. I'm never gonna waste a turn to use this helmet, though. We're gonna sell it when we get to a town. I'm just gonna wear it till then. Uh, all right, so uh, Eleanor, what'd you get for initiative? It's 46. Maybe not. Yeah, 15. Oh. 15. Maybe I'll use up a bad roll for initiative and then get good ones in combat. Psych here, you rolled a 26. Uh, Chester, what did you get for initiative? I got a 15 on the die, plus 15 for a total oh. of 30. Dang, Baby. Chester. We nice. need to get out of this hole. We need to leave. <laughs> Are you badly hurt? No, it's just there are five enemies in here. Yeah, but they're all weak. They'll be fine. Chester Williams, it's your turn. You start sure off. Sure, they're all weak. I mean, you did slaughter like Doom Guy style. These. I'm more dudes. worried about that bugly ug. I see. I'm gonna stick to that joke. You could, uh, you know, do your old song and dance. I am gonna do my song and dance. Uh, first action, uh, devise stratum with mm. recall knowledge. All right, this will be uh, uh, nature, <coughs> oh, unless you have horse. It will some <laughs> sort of lore that you think would be relevant. Oh, you mean bug lore? Bug lore, mana wastes lore. Oh no, uh, that is an eighteen on the die for recall knowledge plus nine for twenty-seven. Twenty-seven, you say? Yes. Uh, so that's not going to do it. What? But oh what I will give you. Uh, That's because, an 18 on the die. Yes. But what I'll give you is that you it's a unique creature. Ah. Um, I will tell Lots you. Lots of unique creatures. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Lots of nature checks. Uh, I will tell you, like, generally speaking, mm-hmm. that you don't think this thing is very strong. As in, I will tell you, just because you were, like, two away from hitting it and it's only high because it's a unique creature, uh, it is creature level four. They're all weak. Get in here. Pile in. <laughs> Group together. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Because otherwise you would have crushed the knowledge check. But yeah. this is only, I feel like it's fair because, yeah, you're not going to know the specific things about this unique creature, but yeah, not strong. What? Jacob's looking at me funny. Couldn't have any of your enemies next to each other. They all have to be in separate squares. Hey, I didn't place any of these things. This is how uh, it came. Chester got a two on his to hit Aww. die, though. Aww. So instead of throwing a bomb at one of, at the bu- the bug, he's going to turn off Devise a Stratagem and try and hit a different being. 
Okay. Um, <sighs> do I remember if these guys are resistant to anything? Chester yeah, you would did, remember. You did crush it last time. It only happened a little bit ago. They're only, they don't have anything except for weakness, cold iron two. Ah, uh, he will take a blight bomb and throw it at one of the small ones. All right. Roll your attack mm. roll. This will be without devise a stratagem. Correct. Mm. That will be a 10 on the die plus 13 for 23. That'll hit. Uh, which one of those Ooh. small buggos are you going for? I'm going to go for the middle of the three. Okay. And that's going to be 2d6 damage. Okay. That is three and a three plus two splash is eight damage to that one. Okay. And it will get 2d4 persistent damage. Oh. Why did you waste persistent damage on the little bitty thing? Because Hmm. I have many, many, many bombs. Oh, okay. I'm not going to waste my electric bomb on this thing when we could be fighting a clockwork thing at some point. I understand entirely. So you devise a stratagem. You... uh, Oh, draw and throw a bomb. And then I'll just pull up my shield. Okay. Sweet. Uh, It is the big Uggo Buggo's turn. What do you want to do, my friend? Oh, I forgot you had this ability. He is going to move. What is mm. your speed? Oh, I don't have a good speed. Uh, can I do it from here? He's going to move up to you guys. Do what? Yeah, what's he going to do, huh? What's he going to do, D? Uh, yeah. Don't worry about it. You want to fight? It's two actions. Balls. Wait, how many actions did you spend to get there? Just one. Then you have two actions. I know, but... Attack one of the small things. No. <laughs> well, I can't get over to you guys in time. You know what? Let's just do it, because it's going to be fun. What? I don't like this measuring you're doing. Bad, DM. Stop. Where's the squirt bottle? <laughs> Bad. <laughs> don't measure with me in the measuring range. Are you going to cast Divine Lance? You know what? He instead... It's going to spend all three actions oh. to move. Oh? Mm. Oh. Oh, no. Line attack. That's what I'm Run. He, yeah. he moved the bug all the way to our west, and like four of us are in a straight line with this bug. Uh, that's his turn. Sykir, it's your turn. Hmm. here I got a bad feeling where it's stand and move. Yeah. Yeah, I'm definitely <laughs> going to move. Co, our spellcaster healer, charge in first. <laughs> Sorry, I rolled bad initiative. <laughs> no, no apologies accepted. Okay, uh, I am going to move just just a little bit. Okay, that's uh, okay. up against that wall. Up against that wall. Mm-hmm. They don't have to squeeze or anything like that nonsense, do they? Uh, not uh, Chester's in the other like open spot there, so no. Okay, and then I went first and foremost. Oh yeah, oh, yeah flat check, please. That's a fourteen, so I make it. Awesome. Have you used any spells yet? No. Okay. Well, did you use a spell in the last combat? I used cantrips. Ah, oh, well, that's... Uh, yeah. I'm going to cast blindness on this thing. On the <laughs> bugo bugo? Yes. Bugo bugo. Oh, the bugo Fortitude? Yeah. Oh, right. did I learn what it was? Oh, I the learned The bugly ug, right. right? The bugly. Bugly mm-hmm. ug. All right, I'm rolling Ah, Natty 18 for a total of 30. Jeez. Spicy. Still blind for one turn. So Uh, I'll be blind for one round. That's not a critical success. Okay. Uh, That's two. You moved and that's two actions. That's your turn, right? Yep. Cool. It only had a plus 12 to that too. It 
It just rolled really well. It just rolled really well. It was an at 18 on the die. Yep. Uh, all right, so that's Psykir's turn. It is now the th- snake's turn. I know nothing about this bug. I can see its name, but I don't rem- I don't I don't recognize it. Uh, the snake is going to slither. Snake, it's a snake. Oh, up to you guys, it's and it's going to bite one of you. I'm going to roll on the die here. Oh, it's going to bite Eleanor. Oh, no. Strike with the fangs. Eglinor. With the fangs, with the She's fangs. She's not going to nimble dodge. Okay. Oh. Well, natural 20. Good thing you didn't waste it. <laughs> For a 31, <laughs> so that'll be a critical hit. Um, okay. Oh. Go ahead and make me a fortitude save as I roll some damage. Kiss my die. That's good luck. not that bad, even for a critical hit. That's good. That's good. All right, I rolled 18 points of damage. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, 15. Uh, that's gonna fail. You're gonna I have uh, stage one Oof. of a poison. Uh, you're just gonna take an additional. Uh, How much damage was it? Three points of poison damage. So in total, it's gonna be 21 points of damage. Okay. All right. Which for a crit is not too bad. Yeah. Especially coming hot off the uh, elemental. Uh, and this is going to spend its last action to coil. Oh, yeah. Uh, you recognize this stuff, the song and dance from before. Uh, stepping through the disarm trap, it is now Palzu and Jax's turn. Yeah. They're going to spend one action to move, and then uh, they're going to have to shoot through Eleanor and Chester's square. So they've got to deal with cover. Uh, but they're going to attack Ugo Buggo with Jax, but I get 24 total. That is going to hit. Yes. Damage is going to be uh, 13 points of damage. Plus seven to hit or to static damage? Yar. Wow. There we go. Oh, I love automatically taking this damage and having to do the math. That's great. Um, Okay. Foundry, everyone. And then Jax and Palzu are going to reload. And that should be their turn. Jax Jack Zoo. If, uh, if only the the Canole's name. Kabul, yes. Could, it's a null. It is a null. The name was Daxter. Could be Jackson Daxter. Uh, then one of the Vex Jits is going to come up, the one that Chester hit uh, with the acid. Uh, go ahead and give me the persistent acid damage. At the end of your turn. Okay. He's going to strike at Eleanor. One action move, one action to strike with my bite. Or my bite. Um, Beat <laughs> uh, Okay, that's pretty good. That's, is that a hit? 24 total? That hits exactly. Woo! I had to roll pretty high. Oh, no, that was 13. Still. Uh, oh, you're going to take two <laughs> points of damage. I was hoping it would fail and I could use my... It's still um, mine. It's still mine. Uh, here comes my second attack at my map. Uh, I've been trying to hold it for that on purpose. That's a good idea. It's a map, it's a map. Uh, here we go. Bark. Oof. Uh, I miss uh, with a 23 total. But not not a critical. Not a critical miss, unfortunately. Um, That's its turn? That is its turn. Give me the I was kind of hoping to opportune repose. It takes five poison damage. Ooh. Poison? Yeah. Okay. It's all been poisoned so far. Okay. And then and I'll make my flat check. Yeah. Something... Okay. Oh, you stop Natural Twan zone. Just put oh. my D4s away. Mm. It's a good time oh. to waste it. Get out of here. Yeah, boy. Aww. I didn't even set up the persistent damage yet. Dope. Uh, it is now Usuvu's turn. Oh, what do I want you to do, Usuvu? Usuvu is a fearless person. 
Asuvu's going to one action move up here. I kind of want to just attack this guy and trick attack, but then I know I'm going to be in the line effect that I'm going to hurt myself with. Chester has shouted, don't be in a line. Yeah, he has warned the team. I hate playing against myself sometimes. <laughs> so that's one action this and then another even... to move and flank the snake. Unfortunately, doing all this moving around the snake while it's coiled is going to trigger its coiled opportunity. Oh. <sighs> so it's going to bite with the fangs at Vesuvu. No. Miss. Uh, what did I get? 21. 21 total. That should That's miss. That's a hit exactly. Dang. Dang. Uh, okay, so target Suvu. Let's deal some damage. And that's going to be eight points of damage to a Suvu. And a Suvu is going to have to make a fortitude saving throw. Uh, makes it with a 19. Hot dog. Right, so no poison for a Suvu. Uh, that's two actions. She still has an action left. Won't be able to do trick attack, but she will be able to get a strike in with the Kukri. It's still drawn from the last fight. 918. 33 is going to critically hit this stupid snake. Suzu <laughs> is awesome. Uh, uh-oh. Especially because it's now flanked. Um, oh, balls. Uh, this thing's going to take 24 points of... No, not Usuvu. Oh, my God. Derek is having trouble with Foundry. When it works, it's great. When it doesn't work, mm. I get a headache. Uh, uh, wow, this snake is almost dead. It has very not many hit points left. Good. The question is now, do I go kill the snake or do I take care of, help start hitting on Bugly? Whatever you do, don't stay where you are. Or do. Or do. Okay, so that's her turn. She or moves twice, attacks while flanking. Uh, it is now Eleanor's turn. Well, Eleanor is currently flanking with Usuvu. Um, she is going to roll deception to see if she can faint this creature. Okay. I have a feeling it's got good reflexes for my acrobatics. Uh, out of the box. Uh, that is a 26. And this is against my perception DC? I'm pretty sure. I will double check. Yes, it is. Uh, cool. So what's the total again? 26. Oh, yeah. You got it. <laughs> Great. It is now... I now have Panesh. Sweet. And it's flat-footed or... It's flat-footed because it's flanked. Oh, yeah. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> Go ahead. All right. Now I'm going to try to attack with Panesh. All right. Everything is awful. Um, but I might make it. I might. Maybe. I, I don't know. Um, 18 to hit. That'll hit because it is flat-footed. Oh. Yeah. I rolled a natural three for for, for, for um, reference, everybody. Well, let's hit. The feeling of rolling 5d6 is a glorious thing. Ah, uh, that is six, five is 11, 12, 15 plus two is 17 damage. Well, it's more than two Ooh. hit points, so it is very <laughs> dead. Yeah. <laughs> And with my final action, I am going to get out of dodge and go one, two, three, four. Uh, okay. No reactions. You're basically moving up out of the line, but to the side, right in uh, the Ugo Bugos. Because face. I have attack of opportunity. Yes. Uh, okay. I feel stupid for not doing that last time, but say lovey. Um, lovey. It is now one of the Vexjit's turn. Oh. It's going to 
Oh, wait, I have a question. Yes. Sorry. I did fail that poison thing. Is there anything that... Oh, uh, yes, make another fortitude save for me. Can do. Let's use a different die. Much better. Uh, fortitude of... Do, 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 29. Yeah, you're good. No Ooh, more poison. Nice. Uh, sweet. Chucky. Thanks for the reminder. This one's going to fly uh, over and flank one action. Rude. Uh, flank Eleanor with the Uggo Buggo. Uh, and then it is going to... Well, that's just mean. I'm not doing that. <laughs> uh, it's going to bite. <laughs> because I'm flanked, I will use my... Mm, I'm going to save it for the Uggo Buggo just in case. Uh, I think I hit you. 24. Exactly. What? Yeah, it would. I would be flanked anyway, so my ace oh, would yeah. go down. Yeah, you're, that's right. Uh, so you're going to take uh, three points of damage. Gasp. Second attack. Gasp. Uh, I'm only scared of the Uggo Buggo and the snake. Miss with a 17 total. Uh, so not a lot of damage, but it does get into flank with you or flank with uh, its Uggo Buggo friend. Last in the order, man, this is a big old combat, especially with all your NPC friends, uh, is going to be this vex jit and it's going to go get behind usuvu make a strike with a bite uh that's going to be a hit i'll go ahead roll my second attack uh miss on the second attack but the first attack is going to deal four points of damage to usuvu got a lot to keep up with today all right end of that round it's top of round two it's chester williams turn chester williams Chester is going to... Williams. Williams. He's going to Williams. Devise a stratagem. Not right here. Don't you Williams over this place. (sighs) Chester's going to devise a stratagem on the bug. Livid. (laughs) Oh boy. I don't like that laugh. I like the laugh. Mostly because I've been hearing it for quite a few years now. (laughs) (laughs) What are you Williamsing? (laughs) Substitute attack roll. Who's the gremlin now? It only increases my to hit by one because my dex is so close to my intelligence. Chester's going to drop his whip, draw his gun. Just like here. And just like here, hits the ground. Well, uh, 17 on the die plus 15 is 32. 32? The bug. Oh boy. Baby, that is a critical. Hope so. <laughs> so that's going to be 2d10. Okay. Had to pull out a second D10. And 2D6 times two. Oh. So good sound. That is seven and one for eight. And then five and two for seven for a total of 15. That is 30 plus another D10. Because it's deadly. 32 damage. 32 damage? Yes. Did he kill it? No, it's not dead. Uh, Jeez. So that's going to be... Man, I already took damage of this thing. I don't remember where it was from. And we just did this. Chester? No. Ooh. Chester bombed the bug. Not the big bug. Who hurt no, the no, big bug? He, the, oh, Pies, oh, Paizo. Pies, Paizo. <laughs> Jason Nolman. The Nolman. Man. Yeah, yeah. Right. Okay, so you uh, devise a stratagem, draw, and shot. That's your yep, turn, right? That's my entire turn. Delightful. It is now Big O Buggo's turn. Yeah. Go, go, go. They're not blind anymore. Uh, it's going to use its two-action breath weapon. Oh, a 30-foot line. Blind until the beginning of their turn? That doesn't, the yeah. beginning? Okay. that doesn't trigger an attack of opportunity, does it? Uh, No, it does not. Just checking in. Thanks for the check-in. It doesn't. It has the acid evocation primal uh, traits, so I don't think it triggers a 
Ouch, man. Uh, it's I'm gonna have only to... a ranged attack move or leaving a square. Yeah, so I need a reflex save, Chester. Wait, you're the one who told us not to stay in the space. I took a chance. Oops. And I'm glad I took it. And it's 19 plus 12 for 31. It's a critical success. <laughs> I already rolled the damage, but both you and Palzu both critically Ooh. succeed. You both just like Mr. Fantastic out of the way uh, and take no damage. Uh, you would have otherwise, if you failed, taken 21 points of acid damage. I should note that when Derek rolled that in Foundry, the acid damage die were the sickly green swirly design. They were cool. Oh, that was pretty sick. That's on purpose. Um, well, that's two actions. Balls. Huh. <laughs> two action balls? Two action, two action balls. balls. For some reason, I have a light pick. I don't know why, but I have a light pick. Maybe mm. it's just one of my claws. I trust Pies on this. Uh, I'm going to Palzu. smack uh, Eleanor with my light pick. Gasp. Uh, are you nimble dodging? I will. Okay. Oh! Uh, well, you probably didn't need it because mm. I rolled not great, a natural six for a total of 19. So I miss horribly. But it would not have given me opportune repost, so. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, well, yeah, well, yeah, well. Okay, well, that's your reaction for this turn. Yep. Psykir, it's your turn. There are three Vexjits left and then the Uggo Buggo who is very hurt. <laughs> hmm. And the snake's dead. Good riddance. Bye-bye, Snack. We're not on the plane right now. <laughs> or a blimp. Or a blimp. If I got... Hmm. I don't think you can get to that square because of the wall. Ah. Trying to flank with Eleanor. Well, let's find out. I, I'm not going to say no because there's like only less than a quarter of it's open on the map. Um, but I'm a cat. I'm a liquid. I understand this, uh, but you are still voluminous enough to not fit. <laughs> Your legs are not liquid. They could be... Mercury. It could be. Mercury. Broccoli. Is that a line? Yes. Okay. Uh, then I'm going to do uh, just the three action version of Inner Radiance Torrent. Then. How, how dare you? How dare you? Get torrented. How dare you? And my good Paizo, my good Bowman Minecraft server, uh, is what type of save is this again? I keep forgetting with Inner Radiance one. Reflex. Okay, and this is going to get the Vex Jit and the uh, Uggo Buggo. Mm-hmm. But Uggo. Oh, uh, the Inneridian's Torrent rolled purple dice. So this is DC 22. All right, the Vexigit yep. makes it with a natural 14, just okay. barely. Um, and then the Uggo Buggo is going to... Oh, oh, oh fail. fail. But not critically. Not critically, now. With a natural 13. Okay, so let me... With a natural no, nat- 2. Two that two. added up to 13. Yeah, uh, yeah a total of 13. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this was force damage. Um, let me damage him. Booyakasha. And then let me take half damage. Okay, so you got two of them in a line. Good going. Uh, that's your turn. Three actions. It's yep. going to be Palzu's turn. So Palzu has to choose which one he wants to attack with Jack's. You know what? Jax would pick the Bugly. Uh, Jax and Palzu are just going to shoot the Uggo Buggo because but Uggo. It, it is disrupting these poor innocent creatures. Uh, all right, here comes the attack. Uh, oh, they have to spend one action to reload first and then... No, no, they reloaded. No. No, yeah, they, they did reloaded. not. He no. moved, Move, he shot, shot and he reloaded. You did, yeah, yeah, no. First right. shot on that. Oh my goodness gracious, 21. Still be a hit though, right? <laughs> not with cover. 
It, oh. Because Chester's in the way. So I'll sh- reload. Chester, how dare you? And shoot again. Oh, that was 21 better. total, which is still a miss. Oh, All right, and then the second oh. shot is 29. Yeah, so let's roll some damage. Oh, yeah. Uh, Death they, to the Uggo Buggo, right? Speaking of, they kill the Uggo Buggo. Yay! It is hella dead. Uh, oh, boy. Even with just 12 points, they only had like eight left. Uh, okay, so that is shoot, reload, shoot. Cool, 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 cool. Who knew bugs were weak against guns? Yeah, who would have known? This one's gonna. This Vexigit is next. It's gonna flank Osuvu with its pal. Osuvu will now be flat footed and it will bite twice. Uh, <laughs> well, the first one might hit with Osuvu flat footed. It oh, will actually just flat-footed. barely hit with flat footed. Uh, it was a total of 20 and, and then 10. The 20 will hit because hmm. Osuvu is flat footed and she will take seven points of damage. Hell yeah. We're down to 54 hit points out of 75. For those keeping score at home, that's the Vexed's turn. It's now Usuvu's turn. She can actually technically... F- oh, no, Chester has a gun. I was mm. thinking she could check... I mean, remember, everybody has an unarmed attack in 2E. Uh, she could just get it better by flanking with Eleanor. Yeah, come flank with me. Move. Be flank buddies. Trick attack. Strike with the Kukri. Usuvu, but... Oh... But it's flat-footed. That hovered on the one. It did. All right, that's a total of 22, which will hit uh, for a total of... For smackity. 16 points of damage. Boy. Oof. We're back to the uh, slaughtering with these tiny little Vex Jits. Yep. Okay, that's Isuvu's turn. Move, trick attack, and hit. Eleanor, it is your turn. It's already flat-footed, right? It is. Hmm. I'm not even going to waste my um, actions. I'm just going to hit it as is. All right, no panache. Nope. Ooh. I'm going to try to see if I can save up and That's use that somewhere so else. That's so weak. Don't even need panache to kill him. Uh, uh, it is flat-footed, and I rolled a 23 to hit. Oh. That's almost a critical. That's how low its AC is with flat-footed. <laughs> yeah, go ahead and roll your damage, normal damage. If I hadn't rolled an 8, I might have critical it, huh? Yeah. Does oh this isn't very much. Uh, seven damage kill it. Seven damage will not kill it. It is on its last mandible. Um, ah, I rolled so low on the damage. I was I was banking on being able to kill it. Well, that's just your first action. What else would you like to do? Because you could attack again. Hey, you didn't do a finisher. Yeah. Yeah, no. I'm gonna attack it again. Again. Yeah, boy. It's so it's it's AC is so low. I don't see the point in spinning actions on Panache right now. Yeah. Yeah, it's fair out of the box. It was a natty 18. I wanted it so bad. Oh. Um, That'll hit, though, if the 8 hit. Wait, wait, no. 19 total. 19 total still hits. Okay. Normal damage. Oh my goodness, I'm rolling terrible damage. Uh, that is 6 damage. Well, terrible damage is still more than 1. <laughs> <laughs> you kill it. You, you run it through its little gremlin face. And then with my final action, I'm going to effortlessly glide into place so that the one next to Saikir is now flanked with me and Saikir. Hell yeah. Uh, let me flat-footify it. <laughs> there you go. That's Eleanor's turn. It is the last most... Vexigit's turn. It's going to try and flank <laughs> with its buddy. Oh my flank God. down! Uh, one action move. Next action, bite. Total of... I use a nibble dodge. Oh, 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 Are you sure oh, about oh, that? No, dang Too it. late. You already stated it. You know what? I'll give it to you. <gasps> Opportune repost! <laughs> actually, 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 I hate to be the bear of bed. No, you got reactions refreshed on your turn. Ooh. I was about to say, you spent nimble dodge against the uggo buggo. But I, I was refreshed because yeah, of my turn. So you can do your, it, it rolled a total of uh, 
for the audience, sorry, we're moving fast here. I rolled a natural one. You want to just end this combat is what you're saying, right? <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I love getting my ass kicked. Well, uh, then. Opportune repost. And that's with my full attack bonus, right? Yep, no multiple Just a 25 penalty. hit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, normal damage. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Seven damage. Oh. Seven damage. Okay, good, 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 good. That is that. Cool. Love it. Thank you, kind and merciful DM. Oh, yeah, I still have one attack left. Why not? Oh. Hey, I miss. still miss. Ha! <laughs> Mm. Would you look at that? With Natural 16. Well, that is multiple attack penalty, but yeah. Well, technically oh, I am flanked, so actually you would have hit. Uh, 23? Yes. My, no my AC is 24. I didn't have my shield oh, out, no. and I am flanked. Oh. I have to be fair. Oh, hell yeah. Fair. Good call. You take three points of damage. <laughs> I never check on something. I just decrease it by two, right? Uh, I think you can check it on in here, lab, but yeah, it's just it lowers your AC yeah. by two, more or less. Well, I take two damage? Yeah. Three. Three. My bad. Yeah, it's just a minus two circumstance to eat. It's like I keep eating a sharp chips that cut me in the roof of the mouth. Uh, basically. All right, that's its turn. It's now the top of round three, and it is Chester Williams' turn. <laughs> and while he's at it, recall knowledge. You already rolled recall knowledge on these things. I'm hoping uh. for a critical. Okay. I'm not hoping to learn anything. I'm fishing for a critical because it would give me a plus one to hit. Okay. That's fair. That is still an eight on the die, so Chester will reload his gun. Uh, and pointed at the one between Psykir and Eleanor, because uh, the other one would get cover from Eleanor. And 13, I said eight, I said eight. Yeah. 18 plus 15 is 23. That's a hit. And uh, it's 46. No, it's not flat footed to you, right? No. It's just flat foot between them. Correct. Sweet. So that is, those three ended up being six, and here's my fourth one. Two. Eight damage. It has eight hit points left. Ooh, Are you good ready job. to meet God? <laughs> I blow its little head off. <laughs> it dies. You splat it with a bullet. The bullet flies to its head and hits Eleanor. Because <laughs> it's so small. <laughs> it is now Psykir's turn. There is one itty bitty Vex dude left. Hiding behind Eleanor like a coward. That just got stabbed because he missed so, poor, so horribly. <laughs> Scream, I can take it. What uh, weapon are they using? They have uh, these little, like, tiny mauls. Okay. Um, but they're mostly using their bite because it's agile and has a better to that, hit. Uh, I'm going to stab him. All right, one action move. <laughs> yes. Uh, roll me your attack. Okay. Like you with your dagger? Yeah. Sweet. Uh, here we go. Yeah. Oh, 27. Oh, that's, a that's a critical hit. Because it's flanked with us. Get Dunk down. Four. Four. Four damage. And that's critical already. Uh -huh. That's already doubled. Yeah. Wow. It's a dagger. It doesn't do a lot of damage. All right. So that's one action move, one action strike. You still have strike one action again. remaining. I'm going to strike again. Just do it in me. I've become. Oh, that was oh my almost also a natural. hit. That was almost Total a natural 21. Uh, roll damage again. Regular damage. I'm going to laugh if you get four. <laughs> four! <laughs> Please say it's dead. Uh, it's not dead. Dang it! This, this one hadn't been hit yeah. until uh, Chester hit it, I think. Uh, no, uh, uh, Eleanor. Eleanor, yeah. I am not here to kill it. I am here to flank it. Thank you for That's the flanking. That's no, Palzu's turn. He's Thank going to flanking. reload, shoot between Eleanor's legs at this bug. Uh, oh, I almost got a natural 20. It spun around on it. Aw. Total of 26. 
fun fact. It hits. It's still a critical hit. Yep. Uh, this thing gets deleted with 22 points of damage. Nice. Yeah. Uh, you uh, turn around to face Eleanor and you take your stance and then you just, whew, the bullet flies between your legs as Jax I imagine at this point she's gotten quite accustomed to just dodging bullets in combat. Bullets flying around you, but yep. friend and foe. <laughs> uh, you normally have to deal with, uh, was it fireballs in our homebrew game that Jacob ran? Now you got to deal with bullets. Bullets and bombs. Yeah. That's my favorite TTRPG. B&B, but not bed and breakfast. Oh, mm. And you guys are now out of combat. I've heard fifth edition of Bullets and Bombs is pretty great, but I was a bigger fan of 3.5. That'd be kind of cool, honestly. <laughs> like Bullets and Bombs sounds like a fun game, though, not like going to lie. Specifically, uh, steampunky. Yeah. yeah, that sounds awesome. I want to play Bullets and Bombs. It Somebody needs, make that. I would like magic. to search this place. Uh, all right. Well, I'll tell you. First. Devise a stratagem. I was going to say, we should, we should heal some. <laughs> uh, all right. I mean, I'm a little hurt from the Viper. I'm at 57 of 86. The Viper did the most damage. I also think we should, like, Chester, I don't think, took any damage, but we should also heal because we just went through two fights. I got a little cocky and didn't use my Nimble Dodge or my this Shield. for you, Chester. Excuse me, Buckler. Uh, I was going for the 20, so I don't yeah, actually make it. I figured. Okay, Eleanor. Feed me healing. Oh. Okay, so this is what, 2d10? Yes. No, 2d10. Please and thank you. Plus 10. Uh, what did you get on the die? 24. Okay, cool, cool, cool. 24 oh, on the die. Right. Oh, look at that. Beautiful. Uh, that's 22 okay. points of healing. Jeez. Thank you. Who else is hurt? Uh, is it just you or are any of the NPCs hurt? I believe Archaeologist is hurt. Uh, a little bit. Isuvu is hurt a little bit. All right, yeah. then this one's for Isuvu. And what oh DC my. were you Nat going for? 20! That's a 33. Oh, you're going for against the expert one. I see, yeah. I see, I see. Uh, so... 48 plus 10. Hmm. With a critical success. Is Paizo hurt? No. Okay. Palzu. I know what I said. Jason say. Nolman. Jason Nolman. Oh, wow. Yeah. Holy moly. Oh. That takes her pack up to full. All right, cool. Just like 25 back points to of you. healing. Her blue hair just looked bluer now. I won't move. <laughs> Heal me. Oh, my natural God. Oh, my God. <laughs> Chester, you are a Chester, you for moved. the natural ones on the tree one. Give me you that damage. I start working on you. You're like, I won't move. And right as you do that, you move. You yes. You poke him in the tummy. He goes, oh. <laughs> <laughs> like you. Like you. Yeah. Poke Jacob in the tummy and he. I'm a little doughboy. He goes, oh. Oh, only one damage, though. Oh, thank God. Okay, you ate a let's try burrito. this again. This is why we heal on air. <laughs> <laughs> because it's fun to listen to. Oh, thank goodness. It's a total of 26. Yeah, plus 10. There we go. And who's this last one for, Eleanor? Eight. This no, one this is, is, this one is like, still for... It's like you're uh, healing up Chester. I believe Chester's the only one that's not at full. Okay. I'm seven down, but I'll be okay, I'm I at 74. I'm at full. Okay. What about you, Psykir? I'm at 70 out of 86. I'm okay. You should probably heal yourself. I'll do it. Might as well. When's the last time you guys have used that wand? I mean, my hand falls off. You didn't critically fail. That was a natural two. You're fine. If you want to heal me again, please. You're fine. I'm down seven. I am grievously wounded. Thank God this is just on me. You know, I usually do heal people's hands. Gasp. My hands are. They can't be hurt. All right. Immortality, cool. but just at what cost? Picks up Ben, just start wrapping around face. All right, I'm going to try it again. Ha! Ha, ah, there you go, uh-huh. you got it. <laughs> exactly oh my God. DC 20. Oh, goodness. 
I am glad that they thought about, you know, making healing be able to... That was exactly what you needed, wasn't it? Uh, it's one more than I needed. Oh, there Perfect. you go. Mm-hmm. I'm glad that they points. made uh, treat wounds be able to get better by increasing okay. the DC. Here, yeah. I'll do this on Eleanor again real quick. Yeah. Pop one on Eleanor. Oh. 31. Oh, Critical just to get me seven points of healing. Good heals. The good, good. 48 plus good. Oh my god. 30 points of healing. You fine, Eleanor? Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was only seven down. This is this is a bit of busy work, and I know it's not the nicest thing to listen to, but compared to, because I've been listening to some 1E stuff recently, mm-hmm. compared to the wand of Cure Light Wounds nonsense you have to do bam, in 1E. Bam, bam, bam. Honestly, Bam. it's it's the wand of cure light wounds was less fun to listen to, so you'd more often just skip through it. But this is fun because Chester can get hurt every time we heal. every time, every single uh, time. Uh, okay, I'm as sorry. You, <laughs> Eleanor's <laughs> like, hey, that twitch am I? No, no, it's Chester's fault. I'm sure. Uh, as you guys are doing this, though, I imagine you're all looking through this cave because you find some stuff. <gasps> stuff? Yay! Gathered around in the sand here. You find a couple different things. Things, even? You find some an array of tiny gemstones worth 50 gold pieces in Heck total. Heck yes! All right. Get out your little tax sheet there, Jacob. 50. Uh, we, weren't, we aren't going to claim continue. this. Continue. A magical scroll. <gasps> One scroll of... What do I roll? Uh-huh. Uh... Oh, I can roll crafting. crafting. (laughs) All right, so this is a plus 15. 21. No, wait, that's a 9. 24. Yeah, you know that this is a scroll of shatter. Oh, Oh, shit. Second level spell. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Good things happen to crystalline creatures, I bet. Yeah. Uh, I wonder if we're going to fight a crystal golem in the crater. Can you cast it? What is the school? It has the... uh, so it's an evocation scroll. Mm-hmm. The tradition is occult tradition. and primal, so Psyche cannot cast it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm divine. So it's a second level spell. Uh, Chester will hold on to that because mm-hmm. Chester can, in fact, cast it if he rolls well. Mm-hmm. Uh, a high frequency sonic attack shatters a nearby object. You deal 2d10 sonic damage to the object, uh, ignoring the object's hardness if it is four or lower. And you can heighten it with uh, by one level. Every one level increases the damage. So it's only two d ten. Yes, second level spell. Do they get a save? Uh, no. And it's to target an object, not a thing. Uh, well, I mean, objects have attacked us before. You're right. Uh, and then you also find this hemp sack that has a bunch of magical pellets. And I'll roll over your check. Uh, that you know that these are lodestone pellets. These round black pellets are made from magically enhanced magnetic lodestone. They can be loaded into an air repeater or a long air repeater. When activated, the lodestone pellet provides a plus one circumstance bonus to ranged strikes made against creatures made of metal or wearing metal armor. So basically, they're magnetic bullets. Uh, How do you spell lodestone? L-O-D-E-S-T-O-N-E. Ah. And how many of them are in there? You find uh, that there are five of them. Uh, and each of these is worth uh, do, 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 12 gold pieces. Oh. That's 60 gold pieces worth of stuff. <sighs> if only we had, like, an air rifle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been really handy for hey, maybe an upcoming boss fight. He doesn't have an air rifle either. Uh, so. Drax might be an air rifle. The other thing you find down here is, like, buried under the where they've dug out part of the ship. You see the bones of an what looks to be some sort of Olfen warrior. 
because they have like the helmet and all this other stuff. It Ooh. looks like Skyrim. Yeah, um, like wedged into the sandstone uh, part at the bottom of the ship. Uh, it's like paleontology, like clearing this up. But amongst their stuff, you find uh, a plus one striking Ooh. spear, Ooh. a battle axe, Ooh. two throwing axes. Hold on. And uh, uh, is that only that one? The ma- is that one the only magical one? No. Oh. Well, uh, we haven't got there yet. Oh, okay. Oh, a, a battle axe. Uh huh. And two throwing axes. A cold iron sword. Oh, great. <laughs> hey, it could come in handy later. It could have come in handy now. <laughs> and a magical shield that you really should pay attention to that I would like a separate crafting roll for. 18 Ooh. on the die for 33. You go, Jacob. This is a spell guard shield, a six level item. Oh. Um, this shield Ooh. bears eldritch glyphs to guard against magic. When you have this shield, this steel shield, hardness six, HP 24, break break threshold 12, blah, 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 blah. When you have it raised, you gain its circumstance bonus to saving throws against spells that target you as well as to AC. Oh. Uh, so basically, it's a magical shield that will also help you against um, saving, help your saving throws against like magic effects. Uh, and you can shield block spells that target you if you have that action. So if you're like a fighter who uses shield block to soak up damage, uh-huh. you could effectively do that against spells. It's worth a pretty penny. It is worth 250 gold pieces. Beautiful. Hot. Are dog those yeah. throwing axes officially called throwing axes? I think so. Let me look it up. Because I'm not seeing them. I'm interested because some some axes are agile. I'll look it up. That is a good question. Um, it might just be hatchets. It That's probably, what I think it is. I'm pretty sure it's a hatchet because you can throw a hatchet with a range of 10 feet and it is agile. So let's just treat it like a hatchet. So basically two of them. But instead of being like a hatchet you get from uh, Lowe's, <laughs> this is like a Viking Olfen hatchet, you know, with the cool carvings on it made to kill people. Oh, but it's a damage is a 1d6. I will take it over the 1d4 daggers in a heartbeat. Yeah, baby. Uh, it just doesn't have a good range. It's only 10 feet. So are the daggers. Oh, well, there you go. Oh. Uh, but you find all this stuff down here. Unless Psykeer uh, wants them. I'm good. Uh, what do you guys want to do? I really wish we could use... Do you want the shield? No, it's a buckler. You can't use it. Yeah, uh, Eleanor needs a buckler, basically. Yeah, yeah Eleanor can only use a buckler, and which is why I took a whole feat to make my buckler better. Chester couldn't huh. use it either because his gun is... not Unless Sykir can use shields, none of us can use like a shield. shield. I don't think you need a proficiency to use a shield. I have a weapon they... that's two-handed, my gun. No, I'm not talking about Sykir. Oh. Uh, I have to essentially have a free hand. I mean, don't I need a free hand to Do you always cast? need two hands? I don't know. I, I, I don't know either. Well, why don't we look at the cast a spell activity? Ooh. Oh! Well, even if none of us can use it, it's worth a lot of money. So this is an interesting question. Can you have a shield as mm-hmm. a... Uh, Spellcaster. Spellcaster. It's, um, mm-hmm. It seems that you sort of need a free hand, but it doesn't ever like explicitly say it. Um... Basically, it kind of boils down to the components, as far as I can tell. Mm-hmm. So if I look at somatic, hold on. There's a couple different places. I'm going to look at somatic. This is page 303 core rulebook. A somatic component is a specific hand movement 
or gesture that generates a magical nexus. The spell gains the manipulate trait and requires you to make gestures. You can use this component while holding something in your hand, but not if you're restrained. So you could somatic even if you had like a dagger or perhaps like a spell com uh, material component, right? If I look up the uh, rules for um, material component, also the same page. A material component is a bit of physical matter consumed in the casting of the spell. The spell gains a manipulate trait, less like it does with somatic, uh, and requires you have a free hand to retrieve and manipulate a material component. That component is expended during mm. the casting, even the spell is disrupted. So basically, you can use one hand, get a material component and somatic it if you had like all three of them or whatever. Okay. I'm not seeing anything that says you can't use the shield. Um, there's no... Unlike in one -E where it's like you have to have a free hand to cast a spell, it seems to depend on the components of the spell here, more specifically. You need a free hand uh, to get a material component, but you can have something in that hand, like a sword or a dagger, if it's somatic. So I'm going to say you can have a shield. So if you want it, you can have it. What benefit would that give me? If you have an extra action, you can raise it. That'll give I you mean, a bonus to your AC. So I already have the buckler. Is it better than the buckler? Yes. This is a magical shield that if you raise okay. it, it will apply the same bonus to your saves as well. So it's also plus two versus the buckler's like plus one. Ah. Okay. Yeah, and if you get targeted with a spell, you you also and you have your shield raised, you will also get that plus two to your saves, which is sick nasty. Okay. And even if you don't want to keep it, there's no reason you can't use it until we until, can sell yeah. it. And fun Hang fact, on. it's in Foundry. Look for it. I can just drag it on your sheet. Okay. Does anybody need a buckler? I already have one. I already have one too. You should check your uh, sheet now and you will see that you have uh, a shield. We're going to get a bit of gold when we get to a place where we can sell stuff. I'm excited about the throwing hatchets. They're better than the daggers. I think uh, if anyone cares, she's uh, the the Olfen bones also have chainmail armor. Sell it, uh, but I'm not sure how much that is worth. Actually, I could tell you right now because Founder told me yeah. <laughs> it mm. is worth six gold pieces. I hate. Uh, sell everything. Uh, and additionally, the last thing you find uh, that Jacob will love is that uh, buried around this Olfen corpse is silver and gold ornaments and grave goods worth fifty gold pieces. If you want to be a grave robber, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm. I mean, I'm literally carrying around uh, I'm the pressed about this it. This is not a grave, so we're not grave robbing. This is just where he died. Wouldn't yeah. a proper Ulfin want their weapons to live on? Yeah, but maybe not the Luker. No, no, no. Uh, a Mammoth Lord would want their stuff to live on. An Ulfin could be very spiteful and mad. That's oh, well. true. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you've looted the stuff here. You've healed up. Uh, where are you going to go back to... Uh, What's her name? The, the queen. queen. Yes. Alrighty. Uh, also, everybody gets 25 gold. And cool. I'm nice. no longer a pauper. Yay. And the party pool as well. I know. Uh, okay. So uh, you go back. Remember, she's like in the prow of the longship. It's like the head of a linorm. And you have to like look in the jaws and they're all tiny. Mm -hmm. uh, That's it's so cute. It's been like a, an hour or two since you've done this because you had to heal up and everything. But you took it out pretty fast. Uh, you come back and she's still sitting there like in the throne. She stands up and like all the guards stand up at attention. What do you say? I will speak. Uh, what do you say? Majesty. Uh, your Highness, uh, we have successfully killed 
your termite-adjacent neighbors. <laughs> oh! The ugly <laughs> machines. <laughs> Just straight up, no mercy, <laughs> genocide. Well, they Thank did attack us first, so... I mean, we were invading their land. Thank hey. you for... I don't even remember the voice I did. Thank you for killing them, even if it was, unfortunately, the last resort. It's okay, they were evil. I <laughs> they mean, looked it. I mean, I assume that you've tried to talk to them. We have, and it has been very difficult. <laughs> they have been just, unreasonable. No, we haven't. We just didn't like the way they looked. They threatened our home and They're tearing ugly apart. and don't deserve to live. All right, all right. <laughs> they, they were threatening our home and they were tearing apart the ship that we, that we live in. I can tell you more about the Quartz Temple, if you would like. My cousins live there. Another group of, of, of Nycteras like us live there. Uh, you will find that the temple, she like starts to describe the layout of it, uh, is somewhat symmetrical. On the left side, down some hallways, is where my cousins dwell. On the right side, and all through the temple, you may find some living dead remains of whoever worshipped there. Pause. Where would we find them in the living temple? Living dead. If mm. you go to the left of the temple, there will be two hallways. Uh... I cannot remember the specific directions, but the temple is somewhat symmetrical. The hallways on the left lead to the cavern where my cousins dwell. It is a pool uh, that used to collect water that the priests or someone had set up, but now just drips in from an opening, um, which is how they come in and out. Uh, But you should be warned that the living dead roam the halls of the temple. What once, once the worshippers there as well as a terrible beast from another dimension with eyes that reveal your past and see through your present and destroy your future. Oh, it's a terrible beast. Dang. From another plane. Wow. Wow. Can show your past and what your terrible future? Reveal your terrible future? Destroy your Ah, future. And destroy your Sounds like a mini boss to me. Mm, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Take oh, this. Go on. Oh. She leans over and takes off her crown, which is the size of a ring. Uh-huh. Uh, you, Chester, get the hint that this thing is magical. Wow. It hands it to you. You may take this for the great deed you have done us. Show it to our friends, our cousins, and they will accept you and trust you. I'm going to slip it on my mechanical cat paw. Okay. Chester takes a look at it. It is an elegant copper ring that has miniature images of songbirds engraved around its circumference. Sick. What's a 33 tell us about it? It is a ventriloquist's ring. Uh, It is an invested item. Uh, Two action activate frequency once per day. Twisting the ring around your finger allows you to magically throw your voice with the effects of a ventriloquism spell. Nifty. Uh, And you gain a permanent plus one bonus to... uh, item bonus to deception checks. Oh! I'll drag this onto your character sheet. Thank you. Deb. Saikir does have the best charisma. Hi, my name is Saikir, and I am the most proficient liar in the party. (laughs) I only use deception to faint when reflexes might not work. Hmm. Just imagine you fainting in every combat. Oh, my. Thanks! Uh, So, yeah, she gives you that, and she's Prepared, she basically sends you guys off on your way. 
Uh, and you are not very far from the Cradle of Quartz at this point. Um, Palzu is leading you there. Uh, you work through the rest of the desert. It's kind of the afternoon now. You th- he, uh, Palzu and Jax basically say that you should get there well before dark. Mm-hmm. Uh, you go through the different, up the different dunes and you come through another canyon uh, and you see it there in the distance. And I'm going to show you some artwork of what you see art, art, in the art, Discord. Art, art, art. Before you, you see a an Ooh. ornate temple made out oh. of quartz. That's why I pulled up my Discord. That's a loaf. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! It's gorgeous. Is that that's is not that, fucking quartz? Is that the iconic sorcerer falling to her knees in all? Looks like it. It does Kinda, look like yeah. it. The cradle of quartz rests before you. It is glorious. The light is reflecting off of it in all these different ways. You can see uh, Aurora Borealis of the Mana Waste and the Spell Scar above it. As the evening sun casts lights on it, you see crystal outcroppings all around it in this artwork as well. And that's where we're going to pick up. Oh, Sick. wait. Before the music hits, you hit level seven. Oh! And then the music hits. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Third Gallon Podcast. If you enjoyed it, please consider subscribing, rating, and reviewing us. If you want to see more from us, check out our website, thirdgallon.com, or follow us on Twitter. We are at thirdgallon, that's T-H-I-R-D gallon. And we are also on Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook with the same handle, at Third Gallon. We also publish a video version of this podcast on YouTube, which you can find on our channel, The Third Gallon Podcast. Our theme for this season is Delta Rust, composed by Andy Ellison. Our ambience for this episode was composed by Michael Gelfi, and you can find more of his work on his YouTube channel, Michael Gelfi Studios. And you can support his awesome work at patreon.com forward slash Michael Gelfi. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time. Mm-hmm.